Hello, and welcome to Turn to Page, the choose-your-own-adventure podcast where Jesse, and Jesse alone, is in charge of what happens in the story. Uh, Jesse, say hi to the folks as we go to part two of Journey Under the Sea. Hi, I tried to kill myself by squid, but the squid was too weak. Oh, Jesse, throwing down a challenge to the squid. Hey, I, like it. I threw myself for you to kill me, coward. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come on. I'll give you a second chance. Uh, I won't. I, this time, I, will, I, I won't even open my eyes. I won't know where it comes from. You know, Jesse, you are acting tough now, but you did earlier in this book make a decision to willingly live in a zoo. Yeah, but that was because I could have had a slit operation or, slit be, a, operation. or be, a, be a dirty Atlantean, which I, again, am very against. I just want to say this is for gill slits in, in, his, in his neck. I just want everybody to be extraordinarily clear. Jesse, when we last were in the story, we had effectively rebooted all of your terrible decisions, and we're now back on the ship that we had started in on our exploration, and are trying to decide whether to completely quit this whole operation, or to go back down and explore more under the sea. You've had time to think about your decision. Yeah, well, I, I decided that I should definitely go under the sea. The thing is, is I want to know, what happens if I just quit? Do I just, do I get fired? <laughs> because obviously, I was hired Dude. specifically to file it. <laughs> I, I get, okay, guarantee the ending is you quit, you go back home, you live an okay life, but you're always wondering what you might have found under the sea. Or it's, right? or, or it's going to be like, hey, you're idiot, <laughs> why'd you get this book? I know. Why would you get this book and then be like, "Oh, I guess, I guess I got, guess I got to finish it now." That's so weird. All right. Well, let, let's let, okay. Let's, should we do it? Let, should we do let's it? Let's see what should happens. We, if we, quit? we want to do it. Yeah, we want to do it. Yeah. All right. We're gonna quit, people. If you decide to quit the expedition now, turn to page thirty-one. This is gonna go somewhere. This is gonna go somewhere interesting. Thirty-one, and we're having fun. It's short, Jesse. <laughs> You are a disappointment to not only your boss, but everyone who ever <laughs> you ever talked to. With great sorrow, you like a horse, <laughs> you decide that it is wisest to leave the expedition. <laughs> you can't risk returning to the great depths. Depths. So reluctantly, you return to the United States. Unless you bought this book somewhere else and you're going back there soon. Several major television shows are desperate to get you. After all, you're one of the true survivors. While on one such show, a special news flash announces to the world the discovery of Atlantis by an Italian research team led by Dr. Marcello, a world-famous explorer. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to correct you, but it's Marcello. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. But Dottore Marcello. <laughs> Hey, I have a little bit of wine. I have a little drink. I mean, we do stereotypical Italian voices that are offensive to people. Hey, I will. Uh, the the huh. I I am again. I'm very um pro treating people as if they're not stereotypes. But as soon as it's bad to make fun of Italians, I'm switching sides because that's PC <laughs> culture too. <laughs> gone too far. 
Oh, mama mia. You regret your decision. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> Just say you coward. What child are you? What is wrong with you? You, re- you regret your decision. <laughs> you regret your decision because you're a goddamn coward. You also, your parents, turns out they adopted you and they never loved you. <laughs> but we got your money. See ya. They, they adopted you on a bet and they regret it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you regret your decision. We regret you ever read this book, jerk off. You regret your decision, but you didn't really have a choice. Did you? The end. Uh, I realized you I know, didn't say I, I, the end. They could have went a little bit harder on the dumbass that would choose this. Like, no, it's really, exact. This is exactly, pretty much exactly what I told you it was going to be. I knew it was going to be the bummer. Like, oh, maybe I should have. Sometimes, ending. sometimes they go harder. It call. They, oh, I, they, I would have loved. Sometimes that. they go harder. Basically, just like look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> no, you know what I would have liked. I would have liked you decide to go back. The Murray, 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 whatever. Uh, starts flowing off, and then a giant tentacle comes out of the ocean and swallows the ship whole. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. But no. All right. Well, we knew we knew going in that there was a limited chance of survival. So let's go back to page 17, and uh, now we're going to decide to return to the deep. Page 30, on page 32. In round two with this goddamn squid. Well, maybe. Maybe he goes off and has lunch. You can't resist the adventure beneath the sea. You must go down again. And after several weeks of rest, you enter the Seeker and slip quickly into the deep. You bring the Seeker to rest by the great canyon in the ocean bottom. Wearing your special suit, you venture out into the depths. There are no signs of the giant squid, and you feel safe. Rounding a rock formation, you come upon the wreck of an ancient Greek ship. How strange to find the ship intact so far below the surface. What brought it here? Was it visiting Atlantis before the lost continent slipped beneath the sea? You take pictures and make notes on your waterproof tablet. Maybe this ancient ship hides the secret to Atlantis. You have a choice here, Jesse. If you go aboard the Greek ship, you can turn to a page, or if you return to the surface to report your findings, you go to another page. I am fucking tired of this book. Just make, just give me a different decision besides, hey, do you want to do the thing that you said you're going to do or not do it? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird that like, way. A it's weird. like it's obvious what they want you to do. Every, yeah, like, yeah. hide it a little bit, you know? <laughs> just hide it. I don't know. I don't know, Jesse. Maybe going back, you. You meet the love of your life and live happily forever. Maybe when you go back to, maybe when you go back, they're just like, "Why are we fucking paying you? Leave. We're gonna. He's he's now the person who's gonna find Atlantis. By the way, we're gonna mark down. By the way, we're gonna mark down that you you were the bitch ass who would make a decision about what you're doing. It will be on your permanent record. We will make sure that you were the first person to refuse to find Atlantis. I know. You you actively said, no, I'm good enough. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So we're going to go aboard the Greek ship? Yeah. That's what we're going to do? Of course. Full teeth. Oh, wait. I didn't give an ending. Oh, the ending is uh, dummy. Or quit. That'll be the last ending. 
All right, so we are going to page 47 to explore the murky depths. Cautiously, you enter the ship's cabin. Clay Jugs, <laughs> Clay Jugs was my dancer name for a while. Clay Jugs, called am Amphorae, once filled with oils and wines are strewn about. There are no remains of the crew. You have a sense of being in ancient Greece. It is like being in a dream. It's just like ancient Greece, you know, all the fish floating around your head. I, I heard that ancient Greece was also famously underwater. <laughs> a door leads to a smaller cabin. On a table near the rear of this cabin is a golden box. Opening, opening it, you find the remains of a map. It does not show Atlantis. It's a, must, it's a good thing you don't read ancient Greek, or you happen to read ancient Greek. It shows that the ship was searching for an access point that leads to the center of the Earth. You return to the Seeker. Wow, we're back on the ship again. Why? Why? <laughs> Jeez. You return to the Seeker and use the map to locate the shaft to the center of the Earth. Using some guesswork to interpret the map, you discover the tunnel opening, which appears to be roughly 100 feet in diameter. The sonar readings indicate the shaft has no bottom. Shaft. Right on. All right, so now we have a decision. If you decide to descend into the shaft, turn to page 63. If you decide it is time to go back up to the surface, turn to page 66. I'm so... Far too much surfacing in this book. How are you not getting bends from just going up and down after every decision you make? <laughs> well, they have the decompression chambers. You'll be fine after a couple days of intense pain. Okay, well, I will do I will do the thing that everyone should do. You know, just, just gently go down that shaft. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. 63. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was page 69? I mean, come on. Come oh, on. Oh, man. What, is, what are these days? I, I'm going uh, to come up with a real good stinger for when we say turn to page 69, and it's going to be real nice, and I wish that was it. <laughs> Why not go? Who would believe it? The center of the earth. You push the control column forward and dive deep. Soon there's no more water, just a heavy gas that acts like water. So how are you how are how are you, how is your ship going through it? Okay. Just, it wait, it wait, acts wait, like water. Wait. But how can no, you tell wait, it's wait, gas wait, and not no, water? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. I know I know science a little bit. If okay, so if okay, so you know how like yeah. humans who are more buoyant, less dense than water, can float on it. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're on oh, a really okay. heavy gas, wouldn't you just like either float in it or just go above it? So it says it acts like water. Um, but I don't know. I think a gas that would be heavy. Let's see. How would water? Oof. We're not the right people to answer I don't this know. question, Jesse. <laughs> no. Like, I'm, someone's going to tell us that time does get smaller when you shrink. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they will. And I'm sure they'll tell us that a layer of gas that would, would have to be thick enough to, to keep water over it would crush this thing. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. So, But I do know, soon there's no more water, just a heavy gas that acts like water. You look at a world of colors and drifting forms. You pass by layers of rock and sand. 
Suddenly, you sail into a gooey mass which almost fouls the Seeker's propellers. The Seeker's engine stops, and you are being pulled through the semi-liquid material by something like gravity or magnetism. You burst through a thick elastic membrane and enter an area of giant atoms. Electrons whirl around you at high speed. The speed of light, right? But there's plenty of room to maneuver between these fast-moving particles. Oh, wait, that's different. Never Never mind. I'm forgetting all my... I forgot all my science. Electrons whirl around you at high speed, but there's plenty of room to maneuver between these fast-moving particles. The electrons are revolving around a small mass you know is called the nucleus. You are able to avoid collisions with the electrons. What a world! <laughs> Sounds like someone's like... <laughs> Ant. What a world! No, like so, grandpa. What, what a world. Whenever, whenever someone like reacts in a way, just like, wow, what's this? It, they're always lying and know exactly what's going on. I know, I know. This is where do you get where do you get to these choices? If you continue on this trip to the center of the earth, turn to page 87. If you try to turn back, turn to page 88. Hey, Don't you hey. think the try is showing their hand a little bit? Hey, R.A., um, just don't make it, just just don't make us do any decision. Just make us go the <laughs> route you want us to go. All right. I mean, clearly both death points, right? This point could be. There's a lot of dead ends. I mean. Well, it has like 42 endings, right? Yeah, 42 endings. I should have said at the beginning, yeah, 42. And so far, we have encountered three. So we've we've got some we've got some uh lives to cash in. So uh you wanna you wanna continue to go down or do you wanna No, you wanna I wanna try tur- try to turn no, t- you wanna try no, I wanna try to not go to the center <laughs> of the earth, Rob. Try. <laughs> there's no try, Justin. It turns All turns right. out there's a gigantic nuclei with anti gravity in the middle of the earth. Let's go away from it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I take it from your sarcasm, mister, that we want to continue on the strip <laughs> yeah. to the center of the Earth. All right, 87. Turn to page 87. There is... The electrons whirl about at dizzying speeds, and you continue until you get to a spot where your instruments indicate there is no time. <laughs> you know, on a clock, there's that one setting where it says there's no time? I, I What I like... On every clock? <laughs> what what I like to know is that I can, I always know when nothing is happening around me. You know, like when I just enter an area, just like, wow, there's no time going on. <laughs> <laughs> we call that Thursdays after four. Um, wow. The digital clock stop. The speed indicator stops. Your heart stops. And yet you are alive. Every sense in your body seems more alive than ever before. You are aware of other beings close to you. No one has entered through the only hatch. No one has entered the only hatch. Turning around, you see three Atlanteans. That's an assumption, but you see three Atlanteans. You feel that the Seeker has become just a thought, and that the people from Atlantis have entered your mind and are aboard the Seeker. You try to enter their thoughts, but they tell you that you have not journeyed far enough to be able to become a thought traveler. <laughs> this is getting weird. Wait, wait, wait. If you try- wait, is it spelt T H O U G 
T-H-T? I'm, yes. Okay. Yes, it's not T-H-O-T. <laughs> okay. You're not a thought traveler. I mean, I want to be able to travel through thoughts. I want to be a thought traveler, <laughs> I, guess, I tell you. But uh, no, I, 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 am, I am not. I am not a thought. Okay. Although my Snapchat, if anyone wants to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you try to turn back from this strange world, turn to page 94. If you decide to travel in thought, time, space, turn to page 95. Hey, hey Rob. Yeah. Let's say you were just informed that there not only is there being the center of the Earth, where no time exists, and that you were told that you, if you tried hard enough, you could travel through time and space with just your brain. Would you just uh, go away? Would you? It does seem a little bit like look, looking a gift horse in the mouth. Like now that you put it that way, Jesse. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like this. This person is. They haven't even mentioned. They haven't mentioned any back. You know, any problems really. I'm just saying. Where, like, where, what are the negatives? You're okay. You're that. You're you're specifically hired. You were hired by oh, this team, Jesse. No, no. This is what you're forgetting. You're a terrible explorer. <laughs> if this book has taught us anything. Because apparently every single time you make a decision, be like, well, I could just not do this, I guess. Uh, every time. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, yeah, I think, I think you want to, so you're, you're going to decide to travel in tra- thought time space? Yeah. Who, so it's not even, like, who, we heard of space time, not thought space time. This is thought where everything is one, man. Um, but by the way, I'm glad we got a choice after what seemed like two dead end choices before. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, okay. 95 page 95. Ooh, interesting. A thought traveler. You realize that people do it all the time in daydreams. Of course you want to be a thought traveler, but how? It sounds like an infomercial. The Atlantean speaks softly and tell you that all things are the same, past, present, future. It simply requires you to concentrate and put your thoughts where you wish them to be. You try, and amazingly you are rapidly rushed through time, to the day you were born, then to the day you made your first deep-sea dive. Your mind flies from one time in your life to another, but when it comes to the future, you meet a blank wall. You can't seem to travel into the future. Why can't I travel ahead in time? You ask the Atlanteans. Be patient, they reply, all in good time. Suddenly you whirl through time into the outer reaches of the universe, where you can actually feel the light going through you. You cast no shadow. A sense of peace fills you. Yet somehow you have choices to make. If you decide to drop out of thought time and travel to Earth life, turn to page 110. If not, turn to page 111. I like how you've gone so far ahead in such a small amount of time. After finding a squid, maybe finding the squid was yeah. the thing. Um, yeah, but so, this is this is crazy so, now. So, that so you fought a squid. We're past Atlanteans. We're now time like mind thought time traveling. Okay, so you so you fought a squid. Fought a squid. Almost died. Got the bends. Got got the bends. Almost died. Had you know yep. blah, blah blah. So you go back down. Going back. You, fi- you find a ship that had the map to the center of the Earth. 
And then you find... You find... Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you find a shaft. Yeah, you find the shaft. You go gently down, not squeezing too hard or anything, but you just go... But then there's a nucleus in the middle of the earth with a layer of gas that's like water. Yep. And then you... And where thoughts and time and space are all the same thing. Yeah. And... You, now you're at the point where just like, am I am I gonna go back to Earth? <laughs> like I'm just saying, we let's go. You know, or like, you know what? Right. We're the best explorers. We're not even paid for it. We're infinite now. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Well, you are going into the brave new world of uh, page 111. Feeling good about this, Jesse? Yep. Feeling good. I'm thinking Star Child. Mm. Thinking. Uh, you know, something big here. One day, your friends tell you that you can return to Earth if you wish. You consider it carefully and decide that because of your thought-traveling ability, the life you now lead is what you want. You decide to stay where you are forever. The end. You know what? It's great. This This is what... Yeah. This, this is... Like... I think it sounds pretty nice. Sounds great. Go anywhere, anytime, just except the future, but that's fine. It just, can you get in? Can you hang out? Can you experience things? I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. It sounds like you kind of can. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, really all we experience is just uh, stuff turned into yeah. thoughts. So, yeah. Can it be that? Can you, can you get so into it that it just becomes everything you can see, hear, feel, touch, taste it? And it's real. It's like living in the Matrix, you know, but you're in actual history. Could be cool. All right. So, but I think uh, I think we go for another end. Yeah. No, we we have to. All right. We're gonna call that. I'm I'm gonna call that a uh, god mode. Yeah. No, we just we just we just turned into a god. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Let's That's let's cool. let's let's uh, lower ourselves back into Earth life. Ugh. No. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try to at least. Yeah. All right, that is page 110. 1,000 years of thought travel later, you are called into the main thinking room. Well done, human. Now you can return to your world, if you wish. With great relief, you do return. What surprises greet you? The great cities of the world, New York, London, Paris, and Hong Kong, are overgrown with vegetation. The roads leading into the cities are barely visible but you see signs of new settlements. There are clusters of buildings spread out in the countryside. You don't see any smokestacks. There are few roads and no cars. The people live a simple life, providing themselves with food, shelter, and clothing. You wish to join them. The end. Well, they could have made the whole thing more clear that time was passing as you went through this whole experience. Let me tell you, that I'm really glad that we went and prim at the end. Like, they're just like, and prim, and prim. And, uh, you know, decided that the industrial evolution was bad and that we should, uh, go back to time, go back in time before everything went bad. Oof. You know? I don't know. You know, and I'm, I like deodorant. I'm, I'm all about that and prim life. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I don't like farm I, I living. I love dying to colds. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I like. I don't like having half our children die in birth. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, 
Well, I think that's uh that's a downer. I think we can keep going. Let's go back. Yeah, let, let's let's see. Let's let's go back. Let's go back far enough where we realize that uh you know we're just a human and uh, <laughs> we can never amount to anything. I call that the Earth Abides ending. All right, we're going back to page eighty-seven now. If you remember, Jesse, this was the exciting page where we m- made a choice to either turn back from the strange world that we discovered in the electro in the um, nucleus of the world. Or uh, we decided we decided actually to travel in thought time space. So this time we're going to try to go back. Yeah, you know we're just gonna instead of uh, ascending to godhood, we're just gonna be like I'm I'm the worst explorer. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We know enough now. We know everything we need. Nope. What god powers with thought? No, we're good. We we know everything. Yeah, maybe if it was thought travel with T O T H O T, I would agree. But no. <laughs> Ooh, thought travels from your local towns. Nice. This is too much for you. It's like a nightmare, and you decide to turn back. But going back is much harder than you expected. The electrons roll closer and closer to you, as though they were guards keeping you from leaving. It is difficult to guide the seeker in this maze of atoms. The instruments are useless now. The figures of the Atlanteans disappear. Suddenly, you are caught in the elastic membrane that almost stopped you before. It sticks to the seeker holding you back. You want to be free and return to the world you have known all your life. You lose consciousness and wake up several hours later in your dive suit, floating above the hole in the ocean floor. The seeker is gone. You're dazed. Did you dream the whole thing? Slowly you return to the surface, but the marae has disappeared. You can't decide how much time has elapsed. You realize that your crew must think you are lost forever, and you know they are right. The waves rock your unresisting body back and forth as you float alone in the vast sea. You feel your strength slowly draining away. The end. Oh, wait. There's one thing down here. You pull your knife out (laughs) and slowly slit it across your throat, (laughs) saying to the universe, F you! (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm going to down my own terms. Slice. Wow. So I can call that a floater ending. A uh, lot of lot of death down this path here. Well, let's go back one more, Jesse. I feel like there's some. Uh, we still haven't died of the band, and we barely met the Atlanteans. We really only we barely met them. So let's go back. We're gonna go all the way back in time to page sixty three. Sixty three is where we are. Uh, we were going to the center of the Earth, so we decided to continue our mission to the center of the Earth. And go to page 87, but this time we're going to try to turn back, going to page 88. Doesn't sound good either way, to be honest. Yeah. We had quite an adventure down the other way. No, you will not dive down toward the center of the Earth. Once through the thin outer layer of the Earth, you know that the regions beneath change from solid to molten and then to hard core. At least that is the theory given by the geologists. You couldn't possibly survive such a journey. Anyway, you think that your sonar gear is probably not working correctly. The hole is deep, but you don't believe that it really goes all the way to the center of the Earth. Caution is your approach. You go back to the surface to consult with the scientists aboard the Murray. The scientists tell you that their instruments have been damaged, perhaps by an approaching storm, and they too are cautious. 
they decide to move the Murray away from the site of the mysterious hole. The expedition retreats, and you know your chance to discover Atlantis has slipped away. You suck. The end. Why did why did they even try to get the grant for this scientific? <laughs> why bother? What, what? Why bother? <laughs> it turns out this was a, a bunch of adventurers that were actually all nihilists that realized that why why did they even try? Uh, yeah, it's it's like um, it's like you're Shaggy in the uh, in the Scooby Doo gang. And you're like, you could just stay home. You don't have to try and help us if you're so scared all the time. He could just stay back. Yeah. That's this guy. Wow, we've hit a lot of deaths lately. Let's see. I'm going to call that one one Up in honor of the movie Up. Maybe later on in life he gets old and rides a balloon to where he thinks Atlantis is and then dies in the middle of the ocean. It's it's when you realize that life is just a slow slog closer and closer to disappointment. Um, and then eventually, like, you have a little bit of fun, but you're going to die soon anyway because you pissed your life away just being sad. I'm sure there have been many short parodies, but I want an entire Choose Your Own Adventure book that's like life. <laughs> like choosing your job. Or romance, a romance choose your own adventure. They have those. I forget. There's a company. I do have a choose your own adventure book written by a onion writer that is called The Office Adventure, where you're yes. stealing. Okay. Yeah. So we okay. we might do that I must one day. have heard of that. I must have heard of that. So that must be what I'm thinking of. It's a great idea. Great idea. Okay. So let's go back one more. We got we got a few minutes here. Let's go back one more. We're gonna go. We're gonna go all the way back to page forty-seven. Which, Jesse, I'm sure you remember. It's going is, back. Uh, is the one where, yes, we are on the ship, the Greek ship, and we uh, could decide to go down into the shaft or decide to go back up to the surface. And uh, this time we're going to try going back. Yep. Who cares? So turn to page 66. Yeah, I don't think we're not going to get any better than the God ending. Oh, it's just not going to happen. Everything's worse. You face the fact that it's too dangerous to dive into a deep hole that might lead to the center of the Earth. After all, you might become omnipotent. It's best to return to the surface and work out a plan of action. You give one last look at the opening, check the Seeker's instruments, and head up to the surface. Finally, the Seeker breaks through into fresh air and sunlight, and you wait to be picked up by the Murray. Turn to page 31. We're not dead yet. (laughs) Where, uh, the next page, why did we hire you? You were the worst adventurer. Wait, 31? What's that? Hold on. Does it loop? It's It loops. It loops. This is an ending we already had. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, you get to do the fun thing where you get to draw an arrow towards <laughs> the other ending. Yeah, 31 is the quit ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is fun. Wow. So we then have to go back to 17. All the way back to 17. No, we did both of those. We have to go back one more to 10. Ooh. All the way back to page 10. We'd only been through two deaths by this point. All right. Page 10. This is, we're fighting with the giant squid. We decided to get him with the spear gun. Or we can decide to signal the Murray. This is what we're going to do. We're going to signal the Murray to pull us up at top speed, knowing that we will get the bend. Okay. Go to page 19. Wow, this is this is exciting. 
<laughs> We're getting a lot of the 42 endings here. All right, 19. As they begin the rapid hauling, you lose your ability to function in the deep. Dizziness overcomes you, and your arms and legs feel weak. You lose your hold on the platform and drift in the water, exhausted. Surprisingly, you see a dolphin headed right toward you. These marvelous mammals sometimes help people in trouble. Will it help you? We now have my favorite choices so far, Jesse. Okay. If you try to get, if you try to get help from the dolphin, turn to page 34. If you decide to carry on alone swimming to the surface, turn to page 36. This is amazing. Do you trust a dolphin, Jesse? No, dolphins are dirty sea rapists and also actually sexist. They are <laughs> sons of bitches, but do you? But they do sometimes, occasionally, you hear stories of them helping people. Yeah, but they also just really want to dick down anything with a hole. Yeah, they do, <sighs> but I don't see this Choose Your Own Adventure book for children being ending in that. <laughs> you turn the, We choose that one, it'd be like... The dolphin, the dolphin just just brutally just yeah. brutalizes you under the sea no, and leaves you for dead. I don't even think it does that. I don't even think it does that. You turn the page, whatever, and it says, "Your therapist looks at you <laughs> questioningly, with concern, as you recount the story of what happened." <laughs> I have a group you could join of survivors you could talk to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go with. Uh, oof. I'm going to go with the dolphin. I'm going to go with dolphin. Well, you're choosing. You are in control. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose dolphin. Choosing the dolphin. I, I hate them. But we're going to choose dolphin. They're so cute. They have their little things and they jump up and down. And they're active rapists. They're actively sexist rapists. Yeah, but how active? I mean, they lead a, it's a very active lifestyle overall. It's just a small part of their day. <laughs> They spend being terrible. Also, did you know they can't actually hold their breath for that long? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't we know exactly how long they can hold their breath? No, no, I remember talking about this because there was a Lovecraft story with dolphins in it. And we're just like, how how much does dolphins... Oh, it's like a half hour, right? Yeah. Minutes? And I'm just saying, yeah. if you live your life in the sea, have an hour at least. They have to go up the air all Yeah, the but they're mammals. They're mammals. And, they, and they, whales they have can, to do and that. whales can go for like two goddamn hours. They're way bigger. They have bigger I know, lungs. I know, but guess what? I fucking hate dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The dolphin looks at you. Pulls out a knife and slits your throat. <laughs> the dolphin looks at you and you can you even imagine that he is smiling at you. He unzips his fly. <laughs> you grab one of his flippers. That is not funny. You grab one of his flippers and with a powerful switch of his body, the dolphin swims upward. In a short time, you break through to the surface. You blink in the bright sun. The marae is nowhere in sight. You are lost far at sea. The dolphin dives beneath the sea with you still clinging to him. You just keep holding on? When <laughs> I think you let go of the dolphin when you get to the surface, even if your ship's not around, right? Yeah. Uh, the dolphin, uh, he's with you still clinging to him. He speeds off, and within 20 minutes, you are next to the marais. The dolphin must have heard the marais' engine noises, engine noises underneath the water. Once aboard, everyone congratulates you on your escape. You will go down again. But the thought keeps haunting you. What if your luck has run out? And also, why hasn't the dolphin called? I thought that was solid. Why hasn't he called? 
He never writes. He never calls. No. If you decide to give up the expedition, <laughs> turn to page 49. <laughs> this is the quitness book. This is the quitness book, right? You know why it has 42 endings? Most of it's just like, stop. Just stop trying to get away from things. Just read the book. It's it's nuts. All right. 49 is if we want to give up. And if we decide to dive again the next day, we turn to page 50. I mean, we're going to we're going to go forward. Fitty it is. Yeah. Oh, a lot of diving. A lot of, a lot of going up for air. Again, the seekers lowered over the side of the marae again and slips into the ocean. Fish swim by, peering cautiously at you in your titanium and ceramic shell. The sunlight fades as you descend into the abyss. You are headed for the giant canyon below that might lead to Atlantis. When you search the canyon, you switch on the seeker's searchlight. Immediately, you spot the round hole that appears to be made by intelligent beings. Perhaps it leads to Atlantis. All right, we're back at our hole. Okay. Going to page eight. We looped back all the way to our, uh, our, let's see, one, two, our third decision point. So I think, I think, I think, I think we can call it, Jesse. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna call it. Yeah, you know, I think we got a really good path here. We we let's let's go through our total uh, total deaths here or total endings here. We got through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different endings of the forty-two. Pretty impressive that there's forty-two in. What was your favorite, Jesse? I mean, my favorite ending was when we sent it to Godhood. Yeah, it's God mode. Easy. I mean, that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you stay down there and maybe, can you get lonely? I don't know. You're surrounded. There's some Atlanteans down there. I'm sure some other people show up over time. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, that is Journey Under the Sea. Choose Your Adventure. Book number two from like 83, I believe. Everyone should go to Amazon. Buy some uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. They put more out. They're they're dirt Um, cheap. Yeah, yeah, they're cheap. Actually, it's cheaper to buy the new ones than to get the old ones because the old ones in any kind of good condition uh, are kind of expensive. So, yeah, definitely do that. Um, but Jesse, also something that they should do is listen to other podcasts that you do. Which podcast would you like to tell us about today? Okay, so if you like to hear me talk, uh, speaking words that are more eloquent than I normally speak, you can listen. Really selling it, Jesse. Yeah. Really selling it. You can you can uh, listen to Over Innsmouth, where I listen. Well, where you listen <laughs> to <laughs> to me or my friend Faith read a H.P. Lovecraft story, and oh. we also have a audiobook version of each story that is not openly white supremacist. Nice. Yeah. So far, there's only been one book that's openly white supremacist. Not bad, but you're only at the beginning of his career. So, well, uh, well, the one that I keep on was talking about was called The Mound. It was actually a ghostwritten book. That's the one where hmm. like a white dude's like real scared with a bunch of like Native American ghosts haunting him, trying to kill him. Turns out that's technically not his because it was ghostwritten. 
Oh. So I don't have to read it. That being said, we still have to read The Rats in the Wall, where H.P. Lovecraft has a self-insert character and his favorite cat in the world, who has a really fun name, who, is gonna, who we are actively trying to find a new name for. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, but, you know, so far only one openly white supremacist story, and the other one's been like, you know, 1920s racist. Which, <laughs> which weirdly know. enough, is just a weirder racism than we have now. Oh, Lovecraft. Who, do you know who that ghostwriter was? Was it Derleth or one of those? One of his compadres? I don't remember. Howard? I don't remember okay. which I'm always one. curious. No, no, yeah, he ghostwritten it for someone know. else. He ghostwritten it for someone else. Oh, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count yeah. anyway. All right. Okay, well, uh, people can uh, look for my other podcasts. I have two comedy podcasts. Uh, one is uh, Interrupted Tales, where we read old short stories and uh, kind of get into them and make jokes. It's fun. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000 in podcast form. And you can learn about that on ohthehumanity.com, ohthehumanity.com, or just look for Interrupted Tales wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can follow us at TBD. <laughs> if you want to know where to get us on Twitter and Instagram, um, then you could just look at the description of this episode and then click on that or memorize it forever because it's sure to be punchy and short and something that I'll always remember. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll find it. I don't know. We're... But Jesse, on behalf of you, I'd like to tell everybody. Thank you. And please, if you're considering having an adventure, choose us. Bye-bye. <laughs>